We are Spry, a group of remote digital marketers who want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Our curiosity drives us to constant learning, and that learning leads to constant teaching. So come along with us on the Spry Space podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and do it all wherever we want. Welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. We're really excited that you're here today. My name is Lacey, and we've got the wonderful, fabulous, amazing Miss Amber here today. Hey, Sprites. Hey. Okay, so today we're going to talk about Facebook marketing for seasonal businesses. So can you tell me a little bit about why we're talking about this today? Why are you interested in this topic? Sure. So what we mean by seasonal business is any business that's only open for a short amount of time in okay. a year. Mm-hmm. And I was curious about about what the best approach would be on Facebook, understanding that Facebook in a typical setting thrives on people engaging with your content. Right. So what do you do when you don't have content to put out there three quarters of a year, year, right? Uh So I happen to have a little bit of experience with this in that my little brother who just backstory a little bit when he was, I want to say he was 12 years old. He started selling pumpkins on the side of the road Mm -hmm. that he grew in his garden. Okay. And then like this gets younger every time you tell me, no, is it a myth yet? No, no, no. (laughs) Cause then, then at 14, he started saying you can come to me and he started his own pumpkin patch. Okay. And then that has also evolved into a haunted forest. My parents have this wonderful chunk of property in Cinnabar, Washington. Anyway, long story short, he was young when he started this business and he's a farm kid. So he doesn't know anything about social media. So big sister to the rescue. So I've been since then, he's 21 now trying to kind of figure out how we can make the best engagement and make the best out of that short amount of time that we actually have with our captive audience. All I can think about right now is big sister to the rescue character, like a costume and a meme that you could be big sister to the rescue. The problem is, is that (laughs) he doesn't like me to take any credit. Credit, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> like he's really a hard worker. And so he actually, he likes to be able to learn and watch and do it himself. Mm-hmm. So me coming in like a hero probably wouldn't go in very, go over very well anyway. So, and then my aunt and uncle own a little business in the town that I grew up in. It's called Adna Floral and they are only open three months out of the year. Okay. So I have this unique experience in that two of my family members who I help manage their pages have seasonal businesses. And so I've been for the last few years trying to kind of figure out the best strategy for them. Perfect. And so we put you to work so that you could help other people with it too. Exactly. Okay. So let's hear a little bit about what you've observed as you've, you know, been managing some of these accounts that are seasonal Facebook accounts. What have you observed? What have you learned? We used to say, or I used to always tell our clients when we do consulting, find something to say so that you're consistent all year long so that you keep your audience engaged so that they remember who you are. And so that you kind of always have that audience. Mm -hmm. And through the last year or two of really digging into this, I have completely flipped that opinion. Yeah. Cause most normal businesses, we would say, you know, consistency is so important, you know, at least doing something every week. So we're seeing that with seasonal businesses specifically, you can kind of break the norm there. 
That is exactly what I'm seeing. So Seth, I think it was just did a blog post on, are you still alive? Or he calls it the, are you still alive effect? Basically he had not posted in a while. And then he posted and he witnessed this surge of engagement. It was like, Oh, I see you Facebook. Mm -hmm. I see what you're doing there. So I took that information and I was like, you know what? I noticed the same thing with these seasonal businesses. And so I went and dug into the data. So what I am noticing, what I've observed is that are you still alive effect does seem to be favored by Facebook. So when you're a seasonal business, if you do kind of let yourself go dormant, whether it's, you know, staying at your beach property or doing other fun things for my little brother, he still works at Burger King also. So <laughs> this kid's a hustler. <laughs> anyway, whatever it is you're doing in the off season, just let that thing lie. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not seeing a benefit for consistent posting throughout the year for those seasonal businesses because there's a special effect that seems to come into play. And okay. I think I'll talk to you about it more, but I think we can use that to our advantage. Okay, great. Um, and then the other thing that I have observed is that your audience is expecting you. So seasonal businesses or even seasonal groups like sports. Um, oh yeah. That's know, a good point. Right. Like, mm -hmm. or, or we recently worked with a couple dog breeders. They only have something to sell seasonally or during short amounts of time. Right. Or with sports organizations, soccer is in the fall and in the spring or baseball is coming up in the spring. So those organizations don't post until it's time to post, right? It's interesting. It's challenging my own thinking because in my mind, I keep trying to come up with reasons why you should still post consistently. But then I think about common sense and I think like, it's irritating to hear about something for Halloween in July because I've got enough things that I'm thinking about. It's almost rude to your target audience to be like, here, but think about me, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Get out of here with your Freddy Krueger meme. Yeah. In July. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might be put off by it, right? That's what I used to tell people. And I've rethunk that. I've re rethunk She's it. rethunk it. I've rethunk it. Hashtag rethunk. Hashtag grew up in the country. That's a word. Okay. So here are the things that I have observed. Your audience is expecting you. They're okay. excited for your season. Okay. And I don't see a benefit for consistent posting throughout the year. Okay. Even though that's contradictory to any other business. And we think that the, are you still alive effect is in full force when it comes to seasonal businesses. Okay, Amber. So you dug into the data and you made some observations. So based on your observations, tell us what you would recommend to people who are running Facebook accounts for seasonal businesses. Sure. So as I mentioned, your audience is expecting you and they're excited about that. So what we all kind of know is excitement breeds excitement, mm -hmm. right? If they're excited, then you should be matching that tone in your content. Okay. I think that that kind of keeps the ball rolling on the excited train, if you will. <laughs> um, so, Hey, we're almost open. This is my secret formula that I've okay. hatched through all of this. Okay. Two months out, I start posting once a week. Usually what it is, is for the pumpkin patch, it's pictures of the pumpkins growing. It's pictures of my brother tilling the land, whatever it is. So it's pictures of the prep that is going into it saying, okay. we are doing this for you and we cannot wait to show you what we've done. So people are almost like starting to build a relationship with the product that they're going to be getting. You're breeding that excitement and building it up, right? So two months out, 
one post a week showing that you're getting ready for them. Start creating the frenzy. Harness that excitement, kind of reiterate that, harness that excitement and build it into your content. Okay. Your voice, I think, should be, I mean, obviously your voice always depends on what who your target audience is, but usually when you have a seasonal business, people are... It's hype. It is hype. They're uh-huh. looking forward to seeing you. So use that excitement and build it into your brand voice when you create your content. Okay, I like it. The other thing is, is that... You have this short window to sell as much as you possibly can, whether it's pumpkins or tickets or plants or cookies, dogs, whatever pro- it is you're trying problem. to sell. I really yeah. like cookies. I have a problem. Cookies are fantastic. <laughs> so you have this very short window. So how you can use Facebook to really take advantage of that short window is at your place of business while your customers are starting to trickle in, start asking them to check in on Facebook. I mean, it's Halloween for goodness sake for the one. So let's say you check on on Facebook. I'm going to give you a free, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, like give them an incentive to check in and give you a good review. Just be talking about that stuff because check-ins and reviews are huge on Facebook. That is Facebook favors those and will say, Hey, so-and-so checked in here. Another way you can do that is just making little printed signs that say, Hey, don't forget to check in. I know you have some ideas. Yeah. One thought that I had is, you know, we're talking specifically about Facebook here, but if we're including other social media platforms like Instagram, I mean, getting your pumpkin shot or your Christmas tree shot is like a thing on Instagram for millennials specifically. It's like, if you didn't get a photo of yourself at the Christmas tree farm, it didn't happen. Why are you even on Instagram? (laughs) You know? So having a set location that people can take photos at, whether it's a nice backdrop that has a nice little setting, whether it's a hay bell that just looks intentional, whether there's a fire pit, whatever it is, you're going to get more good quality images shared of your space. If you're intentional about making it look photo worthy, we're so good at words at spry that we make them up. Yeah. And beyond just having that exposure that that creates, you can share those people's images. And one, it's more content for you, but two, it also creates a relationship. They're like, they like me. They really like me, which we do, right? We love our customers. I mean, superficial or not, that is a way people feel loved these days. You're not wrong. The number of times that I've shared on Instagram specifically, you know, someone will post a photo and either tag, um, the location or tag the account that I'm managing and I'll share it to my stories and people will actually, you know, direct message and say, thank you, you know, because they really do appreciate having their content shared too. Yeah. It's exciting. I love it. Mm -hmm. I feel proud of it. Like, oh yeah, they like me. Mm -hmm. So as we're looking a little bit past just Facebook, are there any other thoughts that you had on things that people could be thinking about in their social media marketing for seasonal businesses? Sure. So Facebook, I think is the one that I've observed the most. Typically a business has at least a Facebook and an Instagram, right? They kind of go hand in hand, but Instagram is designed to be instant, right? It's in their name. So I think that with Instagram, your audience will start seeing your stuff. If you consistently post same thing, just Mm -hmm. whenever you post on Facebook, also post on Instagram, try to make, it could be the same subject, 
but try to make the post a little different because your audience is likely very similar on both sides. Instagram, your biggest weapon is going to be using your stories in real time. Like this is what we did today. We planted little pumpkin seeds. We, whatever you did that day, use your stories to start getting your audience re-engaged. Maybe you don't have to start two months out on those, but yeah, start a few weeks out at least. Yeah. I think that's really fun because Instagram stories are what the younger generations on social media and by younger, you know, the 25 to 35 range, we don't really care much of no, no offense. I care about people younger than that, but they're not going to be purchasing things as often. Right. So we're thinking about that 25 to 35 range. They're in Instagram a lot and they're just watching stories, watching stories. So when you're adding some stories in for your account on Instagram, then you're getting those micro interactions with your demographic and that can be super helpful. So that's what I like to see from Instagram too. Yep. I think it's a good plan. Okay. All right. So if you want to hear more about this, we'll have a blog post on our website for it too. In every Spryspace podcast episode, we like to talk about where in the world we've been working because we are remote digital marketers and we get to work wherever we want. So Amber, where have you been working lately? I got to go to a special little place over New Year's. Have you ever heard of Bend? Oregon. Yes. So I had never been, but I know a lot of people are like super hyped on Bend. And so I was very excited to see what the hype was about. My husband's cousin rents a house for us. That's our kind of Christmas gift for the whole family. He just started doing that like several years ago. And we rent this huge house all of us hole up in it for like a week. We play dominoes, we have cocktails and we eat until our heart's content. So I was in this amazing mansion house (laughs) in Bend, Oregon, and I would wake up before everybody else and work a little bit and then go spend the day with my family. It was maybe the most amazing thing. And Bend is really beautiful. Did you work like, was there like a nice little kitchen table or like a, an island or was it, was it beautiful? It was beautiful. It was an actually a really old house. I love old architecture. Mm -hmm. It was an old house that had been updated and there were two masters, one on the main floor and one upstairs. And my husband and I ended up with the master upstairs. So it had a little table for me to work. Oh, that's nice. So it was really, really sweet. Yeah. Beautiful. It was gorgeous. Okay. If you want to learn any more or hear any more from us, where can people find us? So our website is thinkspry.com and our handle on all of our social media channels is at thinkspry. The exception of LinkedIn, right? That's Yeah, LinkedIn doesn't work quite that way. What is our handle on LinkedIn? You just look Spry Digital Marketing Agility and we'll be there. All right. So LinkedIn is special. Uh-huh. Everywhere um, else at Think Spry. And we would love to have you in our Facebook group, which is called Spry Space too. We have the most fun there. So, and we, we like to be able to just have instant contact with people who have questions or need help coming up with ideas. And that's the best place to be. Spry Space is such a great resource for people who are trying to up their social media game. And if you get stuck, there's usually always somebody there that knows the answer. All right. We adore you all. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, rest of your drive, whatever you're doing. We hope you're happy. From everybody over here at Spry, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.